I have been coming to Lake of the Ozarks since I was about seven years old. And basically I'm just down here uh, washing money with uh, Marty Bird. Are you for reals? I had so many thoughts running through my mind, so many questions to ask, and I was so intrigued to know more. If I'm being honest, after almost four seasons of Ozark, the Netflix series, I kind of feel like I know Marty Bird, as if he were a real person, doing real things like running a riverboat casino and laundering money for the cartel. But luckily for me, I actually know this real-life mysterious person from the Ozarks. She's a friend from the Midwest, a part of the states I've always been quite interested in, but haven't yet explored much. She's also a relatively new colleague of mine who's helping reinvent the world of learning and development and sharing her gifts with the world in the most meaningful and relevant ways. I've been listening to her message, you know, over and over again, as I've been producing this episode, and I've got to tell you, there's something about her spirit and the energy she shares, and an optimism for life that's unbounded in every sense of the word. Today, we're with my friend Jen Collins, and we're talking about a decision so deep, so meaningful, and so visceral that it pretty much shook her to the core while getting ready to order at a Taco Bell drive-thru. Yeah, so Truman State University is in Kirksville, Missouri. So it is a small town, I think north of St. Louis, and um, prestigious, particularly for uh, the Midwest. I was going to start in August and I had my roommate, I had my class schedule, um, I was going to study psychology and I was going to be a psychologist and I ended up going on a site visit about three weeks beforehand with my mom just to kind of scope out the property one more time, see where my individual classes were and everything. And it was with a group, it was a guided tour. So it wasn't just the two of us. And I remember it pretty distinctly. The campus was beautiful and, and I could see myself there. And, you know, we're walking around and I'm asking questions and, um, and then we kind of wrap up for the day and we're getting ready to go home and we stop by Taco Bell and my mom says, what do you want? And the tears just start rolling down my face. And the tears turned into sobs. And the sobs turned into heaves of just, I cannot breathe. And she looks at me wide-eyed and is like, what's going on? And and I just finally get out the words and I said, I I can't go here. I can't do this. And she says, well, okay, well, what do you want to eat? <laughs> like, first things first. I mean, do you want, you want a taco pizza and a burrito or like, what? we'll get to this. <laughs> no. And so she's, you know, she places the order and she's like, okay, we're going to pull over and 
let's let's talk about this. And um, so she's like, "What's going on?" And and I just I just started spewing the things. I'm like, "It doesn't feel right. Something is wrong. I don't. It just doesn't feel like the right decision. This isn't where I should be. I'm not ready for this." And I need to go into plan B. Wow. First and foremost, I highly doubt Taco Bell has ever been part of such an impressive narrative. So here's to you for establishing that precedent. But come on, your mom? Bless her heart for doing what moms do best. I actually called my mom. (laughs) when I was, because I wanted to, to refresh my memory because it's been 22 years. So it's a little bit of time has passed. And, um, I asked her, I said, I, you know, gave her all the things that I remembered. And she essentially explained to me that when I said to her, I can't do this anymore, she asked me, okay, why are you feeling this way? And I just let it pour. (laughs) And she said she couldn't remember the specific words that I said. And I don't even remember the specific words that I said, but I imagine that it had something to do with the fact of, I have this backup plan. It doesn't feel right. I cannot put my finger on it right now. Something's off. I need to pause and regroup. Okay, so you had this crazy emotional breakdown after a really big day, which I suppose in some cases could be considered normal, you know, par for the course as it were, especially as you're contemplating this big, huge, unbridled future ahead of you. But what I'm hearing is that It wasn't just you being emotional that afternoon, but instead, these were thoughts and emotions that would go on to change the entire course of your life. My body was screaming to say, you need to pay attention. I have something to say. And I imagine that it probably was sending me other smoke signals the months leading up to it, but I was ignoring them. And I was kind of hushing them down to be like, no, 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 but you should go to Truman because you're already accepted. And oh, look, now you already have your class schedule. And oh, look, you already have your roommate. And oh, you've already coordinated with your roommate to decide who's bringing what. Like, you can't back out now. Those are lies. You can. Is it inconvenient? Yes. Is it impossible to change? No. Talk about listening to your heart and sensing what the universe is sharing with you. It's really a way of life and living that I've always tried to wrap my arms around. In the back of my mind though, I couldn't help but wonder about the heaviness of the decision, you know? And so I naturally asked. Here's Jen describing all the thoughts running through her mind during that pivotal time and sharing what was ultimately her biggest takeaway from this incredible life lesson? I think it was, 
I'm getting ready to let a lot of people down, but I have to ignore the shoulds. And, you know, in my mind, the shoulds were you should graduate high school and then you should go to college and you should go to a prestigious college and you should select your major so that you can streamline what your career path is going to be so that you don't waste time and all of these shoulds. And and I was on board with it. You know, I was drinking the Kool-Aid. But then when I got there and I had gone through the exercise of working out with my roommate, okay, you bring the mini fridge and I'll be bring the microwave and I want to switch French for Spanish. You know, when I got out of the little minutiae details and excitement of all these things and I really stepped back and pictured myself there, it was, is this the right next step? And and I think actually the, the thing that was really enlightening for me about all of it is that my mind was saying, yes, yeah, 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 this is right. This is good. You, you know, this is the what you should be doing. But my body is what screamed at me. No, absolutely not. Find another way. It all makes sense now. And it's kind of interesting how it all unfolded. And and by me saying no to one thing that was great allowed me to say yes to another thing, which was also great. And I don't necessarily think that my life is better or worse either way. It's just different. And that difference is an integral part of who I am. When I think back of that experience of when I made the decision to be like, I'm not going to Truman State. Like, I am going to do community college and then go from there. What I realized is that in my mind, I wasn't saying you are going to graduate with your associate's degree. It was, I am not going to go to Truman State and start in three weeks. Instead, I'm going to start at community college and then decide what I want to do from there. I ended up getting my associate's degree. And fast forward, it actually was amazing because I was able to finish what most people do in four years and three and a half years, then go on to do my master's. And so I finished both my undergrad and my master's in less than five years. And that was amazing. And it set my career trajectory off immensely ahead because while I was going to university, I was working full-time, applying all the principles that I was learning in college on the job. And that I think it was just a really amazing experience. And I don't regret that decision at all. Tell me when you truly knew deep inside that yes, I definitely made the right decision for myself and for the life I truly want to live. Which by the way is not something some folks even allow themselves to experience. 
I think it felt right at a couple of moments when a few key puzzle pieces came in. So I remember coming back and talking to my manager of Piropo's restaurant, which was the restaurant that I was working at. And at the time I was head hostess and meaning I was responsible for training and onboarding new hostesses as well as, you know, managing how we were in taking reservations and things. And so I let him know that I was going to stay and that I'd have a flexible schedule and I'd like to pick up more hours. And then, so at the time, then he offered me essentially an executive assistant role to say, hey, let's have you continue to be head hostess and then help me out with just the business dealings, whether it's answering the phones during the day, helping me book events for our banquet room, things like that. So that was kind of the first thing to say, okay, cool. Like (laughs) I can get back into where I was already working, what I know, what I'm good at. They can make more space for me. I can be a value and contribute. And then when it came to the classes, I was still unsure about what I wanted to major in. And because when I had applied to Truman, my intent was to do psychology. And I love psychology. And I remember at the time, one of the reasons why I said I couldn't do psychology was because I felt in my own mind that I was too messed up to help other people with their things. (laughs) Little did I know that self-reflection and self-awareness actually is really useful in psychology. And it's ironic that I ended up deciding with marketing to go into marketing and then ultimately learning and development, which all has a foundational build off of psychology. So here I am full circle. Um, so I think that was the one of the first puzzle pieces. And the next one was when I arrived on campus and one, I saw a few familiar faces um, and that made me feel comfortable in a new space. And two, the classes were small. And I knew my teachers. They were intimate conversations. And it felt like a nice progression from high school. Whereas what I was told to expect in university was massive lecture halls, very impersonal, and just not really my style. You know, I was telling you earlier that we ultimately reach a point during every conversation, especially super deep ones like this, where each person's true gift is revealed through the course of the stories they share. And I'm thinking we've reached that point with you here today, which has me wondering whether my intuition is on point. I like untraditional. I like doing things my way and changing my mind. And I feel like uh, when I have, throughout my life, when I've been the most unhappy, it's because I am making decisions for others first instead of myself. I'm doing things because I feel the pressure that 
that's the expectation of me or uh, why would I walk away from this senior executive role to do something on the consulting side? You know, all of those types of things, those are all the shoulds that other people put on you. And one of the things that I've probably struggled with throughout my life is trying to decipher am I wanting to change or am I choosing because it's the right thing to do for me in that moment or am I choosing it just because it's different? And so I think that's the calibration that I'm getting, I feel like, a lot better at at deciphering. And I don't have to wait until I'm having a mental breakdown in the Taco Bell drive through to notice the signs of, hey, maybe something's a little off here. Let's unpack this. So there's a biography titled Educated by Tara Westover that I kept on going back to during our conversation that afternoon. And it's not to say that their stories are similar in any particular way. Matter of fact, they're completely different. But what really gets me is the one and only sentence I underlined in that entire book. It goes, first find out what you're capable of, then decide who you are. It resonated deeply with Tara Westover, as it did for me, as I'm sure it would for Jen as well. I think I was blessed in that my family was very supportive. My mom has always had this skill of bringing out what it is that I want and need and and what I'm trying to process without influencing. She kind of just lets lets you pull it and then observe it and name it and and she will kind of just sit back. And and at the end of the day I knew that both my mom and my dad would were supportive of me no matter what route I was going to take. If there were any people that were naysayers, it's probably those that were more of my peers with the comments of, oh, you're just going to do community college? Okay. You know, just more of the judgment of that. And, you know, I think what's interesting about this, especially as I was reflecting prior to coming on and chatting with you, is that uh, one of my good friends, she said, I didn't even know that you went to community college. And, and I'm like, really? And she's like, yeah. She's like, well, and you don't even have it on your LinkedIn. And I'm like, you're right, I don't. And I asked myself, I'm like, why not? Like, why don't I highlight that? I think it was because I did carry a little bit of shame because I thought that it was lesser than. What I learned later in life was that it was not at all less than. It was perfect and it was just for me and an amazing education and a great education and just what I needed to narrow out my focus 
and set me up for immense success for me to get my bachelor's and have a focused concentration on marketing and business. There were just these society pressures of, again, what you're supposed to be doing. And if if you're a smart person, you go to Ivy Leagues or you go to big universities. You don't go to community colleges. And that's BS. Those are the lies we tell ourselves and each other. And so I think that that's probably the antagonist in all of this is the lies that society can push us into believing that hold us back. So Jen, as you're listening to this, I just want you to know how grateful I am for our developing friendship and how authentically inspiring it felt to listen to our conversation many times over. So thank you again for creating this space for us and thank you for taking this home. Like always, our closing question was, how do we make tomorrow a better version of today? My go-to and what I suggest for others to consider is ask the three whys. So if you're struggling with something, I don't know if I should go to community college. Why? And then unpack that. Well, because I'm not sure that it's going to be as good as an education and I'm going to let down my grandmother who wants me to go to Ivy League and yada, yada, yada. Okay, well, why? And continuing to ask that and even double and triple that set of whys until you really get to the crux of the issue. And then you can ask yourself, is this true for me? For me? Or is it something that I'm living and believing someone else's perspective on things? And I think guiding yourself through that level of self-reflection and doing so without judgment, just with observation, can help you be more in tune with what it is and how you want to live your life. And so that whatever you're doing, whether it is taking the job, staying in the job, changing jobs, you're doing so intentionally and with purpose, not because of these external forces that can easily distract you. So while Jen Collins might not actually be laundering money with the Bird family, she actually does live at the Lake of the Ozarks, like for reals, full time with her husband Josh, their fur baby Penny, and the most incredible view from their back porch. During her spare time, she volunteers in the area as an emergency medical responder and even as a firefighter. Of course, for a long time now, she's been crushing the marketing and L&D scene living her own special brand of life on her own terms. I did check, by the way. She's got the Metropolitan Community College listed prominently on her LinkedIn profile these days. That's what I'm talking about. What's up, fam? 
If you're new to this podcast, welcome home. We're hoping you enjoyed this episode and that you'll be adding us to your playlist. If you'd like to collaborate on a personal or professional development project, reach out on LinkedIn or good old-fashioned email at info at lockwin.com.